0: Hi, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to season six of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. The audiobook for this season was voted on by our Patreon community at patreon.com slash alana terry, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get free ebooks and audiobooks, and all the money that we raise is being donated to Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for Refugees. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is being sponsored by my newest thriller save me once which is the story of a mother trying to bring home her lost little girl and today our unabridged christian fiction audiobook that we're listening to is frost heaves an alaskan refuge christian suspense novel by me alana terry narrated by becky dowdy i hope you enjoy it
1: chapter 20 they arrived at the site of the crash about 15 minutes later Jade could see the tire tracks in the snow where the car ran off the road, but the crash site itself was too far down. You wait here, Ben told her. I'm going to meet the team to see what they've found in the car. What are you looking for? Anything that could give us a clue why he was on the road to meet you or what he knew about your daughter's disappearance. May as well tell you now that they've suspended the search back in Glenallen. The message just came through. This has turned into an official abduction case. Jade blinked, hardly registering his words. All she knew was that Keith Richardson had answers, but now he was dead. What had God been thinking? Are the roads really icy? She asked. Was it an accident? Ben sighed. Your guess is as good as mine right now. That's another reason I want to get down there just wait up here. He pulled the keys out of his pocket. You can run the car if you get cold. I'll come up as soon as I know anything. Do you have phone reception here? She checked her cell. No. Okay, I didn't think so. I'll come back to fill you in as soon as I can, all right? Jade nodded. She felt like she owed Ben a thank you or an apology or something. She was just too confused to figure out why. Sitting in the passenger seat of his car, she thought through everything she knew. Elder Keith wanted to get in touch with her. He was trying to tell her something about the case. If he'd kidnapped Des for revenge or ransom, wouldn't he have said so? Des wasn't in the car with him, thank God. But he was speeding to Allen to tell Jade something. What? And was he going so fast that he lost control on the wintry roads and crashed down the ravine? It was possible. Jade always hated driving this stretch of the Glen Highway with its steep embankment and sharp turns and no guardrail in sight. But what if someone else, someone who didn't want Keith to tell Jade what he knew, was responsible? What if they'd messed with his car or drove him off the road or... But who would do that? And if Keith hadn't kidnapped her daughter, who had? Faces and nameless images clashed around chaotically in her mind, and she realized she was hungry. Apparently, even a breakfast as hearty as Mrs. Spencer's didn't do a whole lot after a night spent tramping around outside in the snow looking for her missing five-year-old. Jade squeezed her eyes shut, visualizing for a moment a nice, peaceful morning at home with her daughter. No sore feet, no aching back, just her and Des eating breakfast, watching a few silly animal videos on YouTube. The passenger door flew open. She turned her head in time to see a figure dressed in black pointing a gun at her through the window. She didn't have time to scream. Searing pain splintered through her skull. Then there was nothing. Chapter 21 Come on, Jade. I know you're in there somewhere. Wake up. The sweet, melodic voice pulled Jade out of her pain free slumber. The flickering lamp in the corner seemed as bright as Alaska's midnight sun on the summer solstice. Her head throbbed, and her eyes hurt. She felt dizzy and almost threw up when she turned toward the figure beside her. Good. Jade could hear the smile in the woman's voice, even through the ski mask she wore. Do you know who I am? Did she? Did she know anything? Jade tried to remember where she was or what she was doing lying on the wooden floor in a strange room. The woman raised her long, elegant fingers and removed the mask. "'Now do you recognize me?' "'Jade knew that her body was supposed to respond, "'that she was supposed to feel afraid. "'I hope Gabriel wasn't too rough with you, was he?' "'A second figure, also in black, "'emerged from the shadowy corners, "'standing guard behind Lady Sapphire. "'Her smile was like a snake's. "'So sorry about your head,' but I assure you that you'll be fine. Jade reached up to rub her skull, but Sapphire grabbed her by the wrist. Not right now, darling. You're lucky Gabriel didn't crack your skull open. He's stronger than he looks, my dear. Which is saying quite a bit, isn't it? She let out a mirthless chuckle. Now tell me, are you going to be a good girl? or are we going to have to deal with you just like we did with Elder Keith? Jade blinked, begging her mental processes to speed up. This wasn't the time to feel groggy or lightheaded. She had to figure out where she was, and then she needed to escape. If you're looking for Gabriel's gun, I assure you we have no more intentions of shooting you now than we did back in that trooper's car. Let's cooperate, shall we? For old time's sake. Jade squeezed her eyes shut as if she could will away the pain on the top of her head. Sapphire ran the back of her fingernails up and down Jade's arm as if she were trying to tickle her. Jade tensed her entire body. No need for that. Sapphire clucked her tongue disapprovingly. The way I see it, you owe me an apology. After all those lies you spread about my husband, did you think I was just going to forget all about you? Jade forced herself to sit up, surprised when neither Sapphire nor her henchman made a move to stop her. Instead, Sapphire smiled. That's good. I knew you'd be feeling better soon. Once that goose egg dies down, you'll be as good as new. Where's Dez? The child? Sapphire widened her eyes in mock surprise. Didn't I already tell you? She's in the next room. Jade made a move to stand, but she was far too slow. Before she even got to a crouch, Gabriel had his arms wrapped around her waist, and Sapphire held her finger to her lips. Shh, the little one's sleeping. She had quite the eventful night, I can assure you. Jade flung herself from one side to the other, but she couldn't break free. Des, she tried to scream before Gabriel smothered her face with his beefy palm. We can't have any of that now, Sapphire scolded. Didn't I just tell you she needed her sleep? What did you do to her? Jade kept her voice low to avoid getting suffocated again by Gabriel's massive hand. Told her the truth. Sapphire's smile widened. All of it. Imagine how surprised I was to discover the child didn't even know who her father is. God's her father. Sapphire nodded patiently as if Jade were the same age as Des. That's what she said. But don't worry, she was quite happy to learn that she had a real daddy who loved her very much. You won't lay a hand on her. "'Sapphire shrugged. "'Think what you will. "'It means nothing to me one way or the other. "'What do you want?' "'Whatever game this was, Jade was sick of it. "'If Sapphire was telling the truth, "'if Des really was sleeping in the next room, "'Jade just had to bide her time "'and wait for the chance to make her escape. "'Gabriel had a gun, "'which meant that if he wanted her or her daughter dead, "'they would be by now.' Jade simply had to wait, try to win as much of their trust as she could, wait for them to grow complacent, and then she'd rescue Des. It took all her mental stamina to keep from calling out for her daughter, but if Des really was asleep, it was a mercy that she didn't have to deal with this living nightmare, a nightmare that Jade would bring to an end just as soon as she got her chance. She was bigger than Sapphire and outweighed her by at least 60 pounds. It was Gabriel she had to watch, Gabriel who had to be convinced she wasn't a threat. No threat at all. She glanced at him, trying to figure out where he kept that gun. Sapphire was standing now, walking around Jade in a wide circle. She glanced at the small window, trying to guess how much longer until the sun went back down. How long had she been unconscious? The view was blocked by spruce trees. How far into the wilderness had Sapphire taken her? At least her daughter was nearby. Even though Jade had no proof, she chose to believe that it was true. The hope of seeing Des again, the promise of a safe reunion, was all she had to give her strength.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. You've been listening to Frost Heaves by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest Christian thriller, Save Me Once, about a mother's courageous attempts to do everything in her power to rescue her daughter from a life on the streets. Again, that is Save Me Once by Alana Terry. And I hope you join us again soon for our next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.